0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: It's the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live on a Friday afternoon. Thank you, thank you for joining me. Uh <laughs> there uh there is an old debate trick. And whether you call it a trick, it's a, it's a ploy. It's a, it's a method in uh, debating. If you don't have truth and facts on your side, you change definitions. Yeah, because words mean something. And so you just change the definition in order to win your argument. Well, boy, are we seeing a lot of that today. Again, welcome. Here's my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. There is still a great deal of controversy about the resignation of Claudine Gay. Who is Claudine Gay? Well, Claudine Gay is the former president of Harvard University. One of the most elite educational institutions in the world. Now, normally what do you have to do in order to become the president of an organization like that, a university like that? You have to have a long history of scholarly accomplishment. Uh, Did Claudine Gay have that? Uh Uh-uh. No. Uh, Usually... To become the president of an organization like that, you have to have written a lot. In academic circles, you hear this all the time, publish or perish, publish or perish. You have to write, write, publish, publish, books, articles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Did Claudine Gay publish a lot of academic work? No. mm No. So... How did she become president of Harvard? Well, she was a woman, and she happened to be black. And I think that anyone who is objective, looking at her academic credentials, looking at her experience, I think any objective person would come to the conclusion that her gender and her race... Were huge considerations in being appointed the president of Harvard. Well, she uh, proved if she is not anti Semitic herself, she refused to condemn anti Semitism in congressional testimony. She was horrible in congressional testimony about anti-Semitism on campuses, including her own. Then it was discovered that she had plagiarized a whole bunch of stuff. At first, one conservative publication, and it's true it was a conservative publication, uncovered some instances of plagiarism in some of her academic writings. Well, then there was blood in the water, obviously, and other people began looking, and they found numerous, numerous instances of plagiarism. Now, (laughs) the mainstream media and the liberal left, the minute she resigned, immediately began screaming racism. Racism, racism, racism. She was under attack by conservatives simply because she was black and because she was a woman. And of course, they neglect the fact that the three university presidents that testified before Congress were all women, not all black. And the first one to resign as a result of the deplorable testimony was the white president Of the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Was that racism? Well, uh, uh, mm, no. So anyway, the liberal left has been screaming and shouting, it was racism. And conservatives are now using plagiarism as a weapon. Now think about that for just a moment. The ultimate question is, did she plagiarize or not and in academic circles there are few things more serious than plagiarism if you are a student at harvard and you are caught plagiarizing in a research paper a thesis or whatever you're done you're finished you're out you're usually not given a second chance which brings me to this whole thing of redefining words, terms. Listen to what one reporter at CNN, Mac Egan, said in the wake of Claudine Gay's resignation. I want you to listen to this, and I am quoting. We should note that Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. She's been accused of, I'm quoting, I'm quoting, she's been accused of sort of copying other people's writings without attribution. Um, That is the definition of plagiarism. Copying other people's writings taking credit for it without attribution. That is the classical definition of plagiarism. So let me read this again. This is a reporter from CNN. We should note that Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. She's been accused of sort of copying other people's writings without attribution. <laughs> that's, that's like somebody robbing a bank and before the judge says, well, I didn't rob the bank, I was just borrowing the money. I, I was just, I was borrowing it. It is absolutely astounding the defense of this woman who probably never should have gotten the job to begin with. And then when she got caught blatantly plagiarizing, the liberal left redefines the whole concept of plagiarism to defend one of their own. Like I say... Many, many times, the liberal left is not concerned with truth or facts, but feeling, emotion, and if at all possible, hysteria, if possible. And in this case, there is clear hysteria on the left over the resignation of the uh, former president now of Harvard, All right, we're going to take a break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Ed in Springfield, I will come to you when we return. But I've got a phone line available for you as well. Again, 877-BOB-LIVE.
0: Today's news, God's word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live on an open phone Friday. And uh, speaking of the phones, we're going to go right to the phones. We've got Ed in Springfield, Ohio, on the line. Ed, thanks for calling. Welcome. You're on the air.
2: Well, I'm surprised that the governor vetoed House Bill 68. It doesn't make any sense at all. we got all kinds of laws on the books about how, uh, parents abusing your children, and this is about the worst kind of abuse you can do to your children. And I don't know what's wrong. Some, something must have went awry in his brain or something. But uh, he obviously with a new executive order today, he's trying to walk it back. But it, it ain't—it's not going to work because uh, I heard uh, the uh, one of the authors of the bill, who's from uh, House Bill uh, District 688. I don't know his name. He—he he was uh, says we're going to go ahead and try to overcome his veto, and uh, I. I just don't understand where he's coming from other than he obviously has trouble making decisions that, that do not make people happy. I don't know. He Well, he, I I he think lost it.
1: I I don't want to be overly cynical Ed, but I think money was a big part of it. Well, uh the Children's that, Hospital Network in Ohio were big contributors to Mike DeWine's political campaign. And uh, I think this was payback. Uh, This whole gender-affirming care is very lucrative for children's hospitals. And like I said, I I don't want to be overly cynical, but I think money had a, a big part of it. And Mike DeWine is not the man that we elected to the first term. He's not the man that we elected to the U.S. Senate. Uh, He's not the man that we elected to uh, be Ohio's Attorney General. Uh, I've said it before. I don't know what happens to Republican governors in the second term in office. It's like somebody sprays some kind of chemical in the office of the governor so that they change personality completely and they change their political convictions. We've seen that. We certainly saw it with John Kasich, and I think we're seeing it now with Mike DeWine.
2: Well, I uh, did it call my local senator and House, Ohio House, and I told them what I thought. So good, that's good for you. What people can
1: do. All right, Ed. You know? Thanks. Appreciate thanks. it. Bye. God bless you. Always good to talk to you. Uh, I'm just curious. Just throwing this out there. Most of you work. Most of you have a job. You have an employer. How many of you have a job where you can spend of your time on vacation. Uh, I would imagine most of you have at least one week vacation. Some of you have two weeks. Maybe you have three weeks, and occasionally somebody actually gets four weeks of vacation. But 40%? Over the Christmas holiday, President Joe Biden took his. Now he's been in office. He's been in office not quite three full years. Not quite three full years. This is January 6th. This is the third anniversary of the riots at the Capitol building when the election was certified, but not the inauguration. That was later. So he has not been in office three full years. And over the Christmas, New Year holiday, he took his 418th day as president. Now, I'm not real good at math, but the last time I checked, there are 365 days in a year. Well, he took 418 days vacation. That means out of not quite three years, President Biden has taken one full year and an additional 53 days. Almost, almost 14 months. On vacation. Now, do you remember, and most of you probably do, do you remember when Donald Trump was president? He would take a weekend and he would go play golf. He would uh, go to one of his resorts. He would uh, spend some time at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Do you remember how the mainstream media handled that? President Trump is on the golf course again. He's playing golf again. Have you seen anything in the mainstream media? CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC? Have you seen any of them? Talk about 418 days. Vacation. Okay, now many would say, well, well, these are working vacations, and I am not implying that he doesn't do at least some work on these vacations. But four hundred eighteen days, these are days away from the White House. Now, once again, with Donald Trump would leave Washington, DC, the mainstream media was great. We're paying him to be in the White House. The president is supposed to stay in the White House. Why does he despise the White House? We don't understand why Donald Trump doesn't spend more time at the White House. Yeah. But we don't hear those things with um, Biden at all. 418 days. 40% of his entire presidency, has been on vacation. Speaking of the White House, the uh, Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, led a congressional delegation to the southern border. Now, if you have any consciousness at all, you know that we are facing an unprecedented crisis at our southern border. Historic, and I mean historic, the more, the largest number of illegal aliens coming across our southern border in, in history. We're not even close any other time in history. And so the Speaker of the House leads a congressional delegation down to the southern border. The White House says, it's all the Republicans' fault. It's all the Republicans' fault. This illegal immigration thing, it's all the Republicans' fault. So you would think... With all the criticism that the uh, president and his administration throw at Republicans for the border crisis, which is, by the way, ludicrous, you would think they would praise them for finally going down to see what's going on. No, no, no. The White House, quote, castigated the Republicans for visiting the southern border.